As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on The Athletic Podcast Network. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Brazen. Beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. Got Trevon Edwards and Mo Dakio with me today. And do we have a show for you? This is the best show you can get with absolutely no news in the NBA. None. You know how much news there isn't? Jade Hoy on vacation at the Cape. Andrew Schlecht is producing. So we are doing the thing where we really just go through the headlines. I'm like, is this a story? Is this a story? I don't know. But we'll go through these guys one by one. And the first headline I've got, and this is from NBC Sports, family at heart of decision for LeBron on Lakers contract extension. So to fill everybody in, LeBron now eligible for a two-year $97.1 million contract extension that would keep him with the Lakers through age 40. And right before he was able to do this, what did he do? He brought Bryce and he brought Bronny right to the Lakers practice facility. We get all this content of like, oh, LeBron dunking with the boys and, you know, going through workouts and stuff. And so he's been very vocal about wanting to play with Bronny. And we've talked about this a lot over the last year or so about the idea of like, could they end up on, on a team together? What if, you know, Bronny is in Orlando or OKC or Sacramento or what is LeBron just going to go there? Or are they going to have to trade for him? Like what's going to happen here? And so I've been, I've been looking at the story and, and Kurt Heelan did a, a great job of breaking it down on NBC sports. And so he, he had this to say about the extension offer, right? He said, there are three options here. One, ignore it. Don't sign it. Become a free agent next summer. Two, sign it for the full two years. Lock himself in with the Lakers until age 43. Sign for additional year or one year with player option for a second year. That would allow him to have flexibility if and when Bronny enters the NBA. If you're the Lakers, Trey, can you do anything but just say, hey, here's this two-year extension. Hopefully you sign it. Hopefully you don't leave next summer. Because you can't be like, here, sign this to your extension. I promise you we're going to get Bronny. 
Because there's no way of like guaranteeing that, right? Yeah, it's not realistic. I mean, the fact that he hasn't even gotten any offers or anything like that should just be a clear steer away that he's going to go to the G League for sure and try to do it that way. Um, But, man, forget all that, man. I like nepotism and stuff like that, but nah, man. (laughs) I'm not not guaranteeing that. Like, I just – here's the deal, bro. You want to sign? Cool. But, like, not on some stuff of, like – you got to do this and you got, you know what I mean? Nah. If not, yeah. we just trade you, bro. I mean, that's just the harsh reality of it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, how could you trade LeBron? But it's like, if you don't want to be here, like. 40 years old. Like, <laughs> a 40 year old LeBron, you could trade. Yeah. <laughs> 30 year old hey, LeBron, maybe not. It's, cra- it's crazy that they're, they're, they're investing that heavy into, like I said, every year we have this conversation of like, he's getting older, but like. Yeah. I mean, 38. I mean, he can he can continue to be father time. I I have no doubt in that because he just works out and he's just a freaking nature. But uh, that's a lot of money and that's a lot of responsibility. You know what I mean? It's and a lot of control I, too, right? For I mean, he's he, been he's he, been like that. Ever, he's been like that his whole career. Oh, though, right? for sure. But I'm I'm saying for this stage in his career, Trey, like it's a lot of control for a dude who yes brought them a title, but this team's not been it the last two years. And you look, I mean. Shit, man! I saw, you know, I saw Jovan Buha's projected closing lineup for the Lakers this year, and it said Austin Reeves, Troy Brown Jr., Juan Toscano-Anderson, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. And I, I legitimately got sad for Lakers fans. I was That's like, look, I know they, they, they got a lot of success in their lifetime rooting for this team, but holy shit, That's bad. That's a- that's assuming good health, too. Right? Yeah, right? that's the healthy <laughs> no Lakers. No LeBron or AD missing anything. It's not, it's exactly. not a, uh, um, oh, man, this guy's out for a while or whatnot. But it's the funnier thing to me, Zach, is do the Lakers even have a – will they have an opportunity to draft them with all the draft picks they have going out and swaps and things like that? I like mean, you could might. buy – oh, all right, I don't mean this as like a slight, okay? Oh, boy, But for go. a four-star recruit who's probably going through the G League, like – you can buy an end of the first round or buy a second round pick, right? Like we don't know that Bronny's going to be a first round pick. We don't know that you know. We don't know that he's going to be a second round pick. We don't know if he's going to be good enough. He looks to be like a solid prospect. Like Trey said, you know, it, he, no offers yet. That's probably a sign that he's going to the G League. Like I don't. It's not like you got to get into the top ten here. It's not like you got to get into the lottery unless he has like another growth spurt and and another like leap as a prospect. Like I just I don't. I mean, he looks like a like a maybe NBA player, right? Like, I mean, you're 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 banking on Genie Bus buying a draft pick, <laughs> but if it's to keep LeBron, like, I mean, come I, on, and, man. Like, I also Rob think Lincoln I also think that a smart team might just go, we will draft him, and then start calling the Lakers, yeah. going like, hey, what? Let's let's talk trade now. Let's start talking about that. I think that might be something along those lines. But it's just, it's I'm with. You guys, though, this is too much control. To Le- I just say, here's a two-year deal. Sign it. Great. If not, we'll figure it out. But, you know, it's it's not like he's made a lot of brilliant decisions as he's been running the Lakers with, you know, the Russell Westbrook trade and I, I, all of those things. And I know the front office has a hand in it, but they didn't make a move without LeBron's blessing, uh, if not more than that. And I just feel like, man, I, I don't feel like if you're the Lakers, you can do that. You got to start preparing for life after LeBron. Um, I mean, I think you maximize it the most you can over these next couple of years. Like, I have no problem with that. I think you maximize it. Like, I, it's a little weird to me that if it's one more first round pick between flipping Russ for 
Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I don't think that makes the the Lakers contenders necessarily because it's still going to be AD and LeBron have to be super healthy. But I do think that like you do have to maximize this in certain it at least at least makes an NBA team. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. like, when you look at this roster, like yeah. and no shot to those guys. Like they might have phenomenal years, but if that's your closing lineup when you're going up against Golden State. Clippers, uh, Denver, all of these teams that have shit going you know, up against actual, the, the Wolves and the Blazers. Like, I don't know if that's good enough for them. Right. Like, you're really in a difficult position now. Like, that's just one of those things. Like, that's brutally tough. I mean, that's damn near unwatchable. Yeah. Like, I mean, if the, that's the your, Wolves throw, like, D'Lo, Ant, you know, Cat, Rudy Gobert, who gives a shit at that? Like, Trenton Hassel at the, <laughs> you know, as the fifth guy. Like, <laughs> like can the Lakers match up against that in crunch time? No. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's so it's like, yeah, and I'm with you when throw in the second pick. Like, just at this point, you either have to maximize having LeBron or you just got to start thinking about moving him. Yeah, I think we've also just seen in the past, like, teams can reset with draft picks. You know, like, teams can get involved in, in certain ways. Like, maybe Rob Polink is not the guy for the job. I mean, Rob Polink is not the guy for this job, right? But, like, team, like, we saw the Nets. You know, it took a couple of years and it was tough, but like you can go in and buy a draft pick. You can go in and like do well scouting the end of the first round, early in the second round. You can go develop guys. You can start like creating a culture at a certain point. So, like, la- life after LeBron, if you give up an extra pick or two now, like, I just don't think it's that bad. I, I think we, man, I know we used to like love draft picks and, and everything above, above all else in terms of assets. And I'm not saying they're not important anymore, but you can go get them. You just can. Like, I, I just don't – I don't think you should freak out about that. I don't think you should give them away for nothing. But, man, like an extra draft, you're like, man, throw it in there if it's going to make you feel more like a contender now. Okay, and then also, I'm kind of more into Bryce James. I don't know if LeBron's going to be able to play that long. Well, yeah, I, I am more intrigued by growing <laughs> a As a player last like, year. Like, and he can shoot. Like, yeah, Bryce like, might be the one to, to stick around for LeBron. Like, this kid. I might be drafting Bronny just so I can get Bryce. Yeah, like, all of a sudden, he's 6'6". Like, he's he's looking down on Bronny. Like, I'm like, all right, this Bryce might be the one. Um, know, that's All right. Speaking of young players changing physical, I don't know. L- Luka's getting in shape. How about this? I saw an article that Luka Doncic is getting in shape. He started his off-season workout plan earlier this year. Uh, this was uh, a hat tip to basketnews.com. Quote, shortly after the end of the season, he contacted uh, oh, this is from his uh, Slovenian trainer, uh, Anse Macic. Shortly after the end of the season, he contacted me and said he wanted to start fitness training immediately. Together with Goran Dragic, they worked for for three weeks. The national team action followed. When he went on vacation, he asked me for a workout plan. He remains active. I'm in contact with him almost on a daily basis. He keeps his shape. He will improve everything during the national team practices where he will prepare with maximum effort. Now, remember, Trey, Luca got fat shamed by Reggie Miller back in December. And then it was after that point, he got into shape, and then all of a sudden, Mavericks took off. And so, Trey, I do feel like like there have been a couple of guys consistently, like Luca, even though he's young, is one of them. James Harden has obviously been a guy who like plays his way into shape. But if Luca is in shape to start this season, and he can maintain that health and maintain that shape throughout, um, maybe those, maybe finally, after the last... Basically, four years. Uh, ever since Luca came into the league preseason, we're like Luca might be MVP this year. Maybe Luca's MVP if he's in shape all season. Yeah, I mean, I look at it. Whether he's in shape or not, he's just good, man. 
That dude's good. He could be fat. He could be cut. I guess whatever. I love down. him representing for the for the pudgy boys out there, man. Like pudgy guys can can play I mean, too. We're just slower at it. He, yeah, I mean that that just that goes into skill and high IQ and how to use your body the right way. I just don't, you know, I don't think it makes or breaks um his his style of play. You know what I mean? He doesn't like drastically because he doesn't play fast. You know what I mean? He plays deceptive. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, he knows how to use his body. So like whether he wants to pick up pounds or he wants to slim down, like I don't think that's like put on notice for like a championship or something like that. But like, right. I do, you know, I think he's always been flirting with you know the conversations of potentially being a preseason MVP favorite. Um, it's just how 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 sparingly and how used you know he has you know with him being injured and stuff during and then coming back during the playoffs was like, all right, you know he's v- truly valuable to the team. I just think that they need to just hit another notch, and uh, you know his play. I mean, but the numbers are always there, so it's like yeah, it's not far fetched whether he loses weight or he. You know, he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? He's going, he's going, he's always going to be in that conversation of top five um, scores and assists and trying to do other things for his team. But they got to win ball games. That's the point. Yeah. And maybe this is the, unless we don't give him the AFC. AFC right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> maybe th- maybe this is MVP. the thing though like it helps them win games earlier right because they did struggle well also i mean they had a lot of shit going on last year with new coach and everything but um but, but I, it helps i just think <laughs> right. it's so funny that he got fat shamed in like early december and he was like yeah i could get into better shape and then he did and then he was great like he was good before that but he was great after right and, and i just I, I think it's i just think it's funny no i mean it 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 helps for sure. And I think, you know, you can just see the difference though. He was getting up, he was getting dunks in the lane and things yeah. like that. Like he was, you could see the clear difference. I'm with Trey in the sense of like, I don't know if this moves them into being a contender or anything in terms of the team itself or, or whatnot, but it's good to see, like you, we want him to kind of take that stuff seriously. If he really is going to take it to another level, what I want to see is more of a consistent three point shot in the sense of maybe taking, I know he takes a lot of tough threes, I th- Maybe yeah. takes less of those. I know he I, does, and I know he I has to. I think that's to. conditioning. I really do. Like I think, I think that's conditioning of like I know I can take this step back. I can get that shot off, and and it's an easy one. And you don't have, you really don't have to have any any real conditioning to get for him at that size to get that step back off, right? And it's not necessarily a good shot for him. No, and I think that's like, and that's part of the reason why he shoots such a low three point percentage. And we yeah. know he can shoot. It's not like, yo, he just can't shoot. It's like, no, this dude's a hell of a shooter. But we, he, he's taking so many of those bad shots. I think you're right in terms of the conditioning and things. And I think him getting in the lane once he's a little lighter and stuff opens stuff up for them offensively. And you know, look, he's already the favorite on some sports books to win MVP right now. I feel like this has kind of been the third year in a row of that. It's everybody's kind of waiting for this, and and hopefully a healthy. And fit Luca from training camp. We'll, we'll start it off. Do we think Zion gets fat shamed into being in shape this time? He was just injured. I mean, he's injured. I mean, I think it, he's just. I think was. he's just doing his best, though, man. Honestly, yeah. I honestly yeah. think he's doing his best, and I think that that clause is kind of bullshit. Well, that I mean, yeah, that there, I there, think there, that clause. There's is a simply, lot. There's a lot of clauses that's kind of stupid for me. I, I I can't I can't get with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I totally understand it because people. Their weight fluctuates all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and unfortunately, he's been hurt. He hasn't played, I don't think, more than 100 games in his career. So um, just constantly trying to get back to where he is and, you know, just to tell somebody, you know, like he's freakishly gifted. 
yeah. you know, at the at right. at the size he is and being able to do what he does. And as long as he can continue to do that, I I I don't see the issue. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, when you put it at that point, like if I he, mean shit, if he produces like know, he did the second race, season, I mean, my exactly, God. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, I, I mean, let him be 300. Oh well, but I think yeah. but I think the fear is part of the injuries is coming from all that weight. Sure. It's not it. Yeah. I I I I, I kind of understand. I mean, but look how he. But the organization oh, also has to somewhat protect themselves from the fact of all the injuries he's had, right? Like it's it's not great. Yeah, you could also. Or I mean, look, you could you could implement a lot harsher things, right? I th- I think that clause is essentially the speed limit. He's gonna go over it. He's probably over it now, but it only becomes an issue if they want it to be an issue, right? Like if the if if Highway Patrol wants to pull you over for going five or the speed limit, they can, right? If he's at what is it? what's the the thing said at 295 if he's at 300 they can absolutely enact enact that clause if they want to the reason they have it there is if the injuries keep him from playing at a certain point it looks like he's not going to be able to play in the future for them that's when they use that clause it's not yeah, just going to be like oh he's over so now let's cut down that money because they have to keep the relationship it's just like i just look at it as it's the speed limit yeah, that's that's a great way of putting it. I just don't, I don't think they'll actually enact it, but it's nice to have the the clause for them in terms of just the protection of it. But you know, I, I'm expecting a big season from Zion. I'm excited. I think oh, you man, know he's I, gonna be a monster. If he's on the court, gonna be he's fun. a monster. Yeah. It's gonna be fun, man. I'm excited, man. This is you know, uh, it's a it feels like such a long off season. <laughs> it is, man. It, especially with no news. Someone get traded. Um, speaking of excited about a young player, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers said on Vince Carter's podcast uh, that Tyrese Maxey is the most impressive young player he's had in 21 years of coaching. Here's the quote. (laughs) He's the most impressive young player I've I've ever had in 21 years of coaching. His work ethic, Vince, is beyond belief. Many times already this summer, already two or three times, we've had to tell him to go sit down somewhere and go relax. He works with Sam Cassell and my son, Spencer, they're skill developing coaches. He called Spencer two weeks ago because I guess, like Roz, he went on vacation. The difference, Roz, is that this is the first vacation he'd ever been on in his entire life. That's what he was telling us. I was like, wait, what? He was like, no, I've never been on vacation. He asked Spencer, what do you do on vacation? True question. What do you do on vacation? And Spence was like, you relax. And Maxie says, for how long? For how many days? We're going for a week. I can't relax for a week. I want to remind everybody that um, Rajon Rondo, you know, Big time, uh, big time point guard, championship point guard. He had him as a young player. Uh, Tracy McGrady, his fourth season in the league, he had in Orlando. So I, I feel like Doc, uh, you know, Doc loves to just say shit and then say that we took it in the wrong context later on if it backfires on him. But uh, you know, I'm a big Tyrese Maxey fan, so I'm here for the Maxey praise, Mo. But uh, maybe the most impressive young player in 21 years of coaching. I will push back on that. Put a microphone in Doc Rivers' face and he's going to talk, dude. Like He's yeah, just, just going to say, say whatever, yeah. you know? And you know what? I'm not mad at him. He's going to pump up his guy. This is who he's coaching right now. He's going in the next season. He's going to pump up his guy. I don't think there's uh, a surprise in that instance. And, and, you know, I hope it works out because he put a lot of pressure on Maxie just now. Maxie's good, though. Trey, he's like, really Maxie, good. Maxie's so, so good. And I... Look, I know things kind of fizzled out, and I know you know you can't play the you know last year's Timberwolves, you can't play last year's Knicks all the time. But those first few games when Harden came over and Maxi was just unstoppable, and even parts of the playoffs he was just unstoppable. Like he really did find 
that perfect kind of in between role. Yeah, man. Uh, Maxi, dude, I'm I'm a big fan of that dude. I just every game he's getting better. Um, I don't I don't know what it's going to mean for his game um, when James Harden approaches this season because James is slimming down. He's yeah looking um, more focused. Um, but I don't know I don't know what that means either. You know what I mean? Like obviously he took the pay cut and they're moving in direction. And at times we could see Maxi benefiting off of James, but like I don't think he needs to go to the bench and be a six man either. But I'm trying to see how those two succeed consecutively. You yeah, know what I mean? you, like, you really got to throughout stagger, a full season, right? You got to stagger yeah. a lot of minutes there, so one of them's mm-hmm. on the floor at all times. Yes, I I also think the the important thing, and this is going to be the the key is using Maxi on the second side because that's something that I don't think James has really had in a long while right a guy that when he drives and kicks and if the defense pulls over to Embiid on the pick and roll and things like that when you swing that over to Maxi now Maxi gets to attack a, a rotating defense I think that's where you're going to see a lot of the the, the succession that's where that the, the the success is going to come from for those guys and that's where Maxi is going to get to attack a lot more opportunities wow. with clear driving clearly someone didn't watch the 16 games that kevin durant kyrie irving and james harden were all together for well i mean my there were only 16 i missed it ah but they were 13 3 those games man what a I time blinked. it was this episode is brought to you by Michelob ultra the official beer sponsor of the nba want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob ultra courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive nba prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
Oh man. Um, all right. Speaking of speaking of what a time it was, th- we had a story kind of rehashed from Vernon Maxwell, and that's always a good thing. Uh, he told this story years ago on the Right Time with Bomani Jones podcast. Um, he was on Gilbert Arenas's No Chill podcast. Uh, and and it's a story of the time where they were on the road in Seattle as the, as he was on the Rockets, and he and Hakeem Olajuwon uh, got into it. And so a terrible first half happens, as Maxwell tells it. This is from NBC Sports as well. Maxwell, Maxwell was complaining to teammates he wasn't getting enough touches. He spat on the floor, and when Olajuwon got word of it, he walked over and slapped Max across the face in the <laughs> locker room in full view of their teammates. Uh, this is where this now this is a <laughs> this is a quote from Vernon Maxwell. I said, "God damn, this motherfucker slapped the shit out of me. That motherfucker hit me so hard, man, knocked me out of the chair. I jumped up, grabbed my chair, and threw it at that motherfucker. Bust the glass in the locker room. Everybody running out. Police came in with guns drawn. Like, what the hell's going on in here? I was like, damn, they got guns on me at a professional halftime at a professional game. Uh, he also so he's he's also said in there." that he picked up a piece of glass and he planned to stab Akeem, but the police came in. Um, <laughs> someone That's had tweeted this part. out back in January. Someone tweeted out, uh, <laughs> this is at Big Sarge Sports with a Z. So I'm the only one that remembers when Elijah and Maxwell got into it at halftime when Akeem slapped Vernon and Maxwell broke a bottle and tried to stab him. Calm down, people. Heated exchanges happen all the time. And Vernon Maxwell had quote tweeted that, saying i don't remember trying to stab anyone but if i did it was out of love which is a tremendous sentence to say that has got to be a brand new sentence this was back in january of this year max is like max is so good like from him just deciding fuck you i'm just gonna troll jazz fans Really, I'm not saying for no reason. Like, obviously, the you know they had some rivalries in the '90s, and I'm sure some things were said, and I'm sure like you know he doesn't like that and everything. But he exclusively seems to go after the state of Utah, and and then like his story, like Maxwell was just like, oh, he was crazy. He was legitimately <laughs> crazy. Like he is, he is such a good quote, such a good interview. It's amazing, but just I I just keep thinking of like an action movie where you know they're scrambling for a weapon and Maxwell finds a a, a piece of glass and tries to stab Elijah on with it. Like it's just a wild story, man. And, and and that quote of like, hey man, it was all out of love. Yeah, if I did, he's like, I don't remember trying to stab anybody, but if I did, it was out of love. Um, Trey, it reminds me of when Ron Artest told the story about a guy who got stabbed at a pickup game with a table leg. And I don't know if that was ever confirmed or denied, but just uh, there's too much stabbing in in basketball. I would say that. Yeah, I mean, that's the most common, (laughs) you know, I guess, thing to do. You know what I mean? When you're on the court. It's it's shocking. You would think there'd be more stabbing in hockey with the the, where they're skating on knives. I love the idea of Elijah. I was like, he spit on the floor. He wants more time. He comes over and he just slaps the shit out of him to where he knocks him out of the chair. Yeah. That whole thing is. This is one of those like when they do the somebody recreates a scene with the cartoon. We need this. We we, we need something like this, man. That's such a also, wild story. Also, Trey uh, Maxwell said, um, "There's another quote after that." Elijah became Muslim. He was so quiet, so humble. So he wanted me to become Muslim. I couldn't do that. But it was he was a great teammate after that. So what I is this? Think- an episode of Oz? <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like, what? What is happening? I do what? think, like, I have heard that, like, Akeem, you know, because Akeem is remembered as, like, this revered guy and so respectful and everything. Uh, Akeem was pretty difficult before he became Muslim. Like, he, like, I don't know if he was any more difficult than any star player has been in, you know, over the decades, but, like, he wasn't, like, this, like, quiet guy. Like, he was kind of, you know, there's stories about him just being, like, kind of an asshole. <laughs> Can we get a winning time show of this team? Oh my god! <laughs> like that, this is what I him want. <laughs> Max Mario Ellie Cassell was on that team. Young Cassell, was on, yeah, I mean, big you shot got, Bob. I think Scotty Brooks was on there. Like, oh man, you, I, I want, I want. This needs to be the next show. Oh man, I, I would, I, want the I story would love that team. turn from like pre pre-muslim akeem to like post-muslim akeem just the difference it's just a sliding doors of what that of what that was because it, it truly was incredible um all right so shout out to the no chill podcast and Vernon maxwell for always providing content one more thing i want to get to uh guys clippers fans are mad at me they've been mad at me for a while they've been mad at me for some time because i made a joke a while back where they said or i said something like the 29 clippers fans out there are mad at me and it just like you know they they really they really didn't like that right and the, <laughs> to the point i don't know i think i've told the story before maybe i haven't um i don't know if i'm allowed to but uh the clippers did call me about that twitter joke <laughs> like so over the so over the clippers like relatively high up not on the basketball side but relatively high up called me was like you've made fun of our brand i don't what have we done i was like i didn't make fun of your brand i just made fun of the the fan base like that'll happen right and, it, and they, they took it very personally uh and, like, that's, and that's when you turn it to 11 zach but here's the thing i don't i'm not even anti-clippers i'm not even anti-clippers like i quiet Leonard's like my favorite guy i would love for quiet Leonard to win another championship whether it's with the clippers or not i don't really care but like i love Kawhi. i love a lot of guys on this clippers team i like ty Lue. i like lawrence Frank. i like all these dudes right um but i did a power rankings a month into the into the off season and I had the gall of putting the Clippers 11th. The abs- I mean, I look, I get it. It's super offensive to put the Clippers 11th. They were mad. And I think part of it had to do with the way that, you know, it, it went on social in terms of, um, in terms of like, here's Zach Harper's like top 10 contenders or something like that. It was something along those lines, right? And so it does kind of make it seem like I don't think the Clippers are contenders, but this is what I wrote. Um, I wrote, let's see. This Clippers team improvement has everything to do with the health of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Clippers could easily be a top five team all season long. If they're healthy, they can play with anybody and they can be contenders. But after the last few years of their luck or of, of their lack of health slash bad luck, it's difficult to outright believe in what they will be. We just know what they can be. Let's hope they're healthy enough to make this 11th ranking look foolish. Now, Trey, that sounds very complimentary to me. Also, I wrote it so I know that I was trying to compliment them, but just saying, look, Kawhi Leonard's been dragging his leg around for five years. I'm worried about that. Paul George is not that healthy either, typically. So, yes, I have concerns, but Trey, do Clippers fans have the right? I'm not asking Mo. Mo's going to love people being mad at me. But Trey, do Clippers fans have the right to be mad that I put them 11th instead of in the top 10? Yes. Okay. Because. <laughs> Shit. Because they're because they're not they're good, dude. Like honestly, like, I know, but like they don't but, get it done. But like I, I I just got faith in John Wall. I got faith in like the team and how it's Norman Powell coming. Like I just honestly think that they're better than that. Tra- Tra- I just want to give if them you, that credit. 
if you put if you tell me Kawhi will be available for sixty games plus the playoffs, I'll ha- I'd have them in the top five. I really would. I think I think he's going to be available for more. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, he might be my you know he might be my favorite player. Like I like I really love Kawhi. Um, I just, like I don't need him to play eighty two. Like, but if you can say hey, he's going to be around for sixty games plus he'll be there for the playoffs. That team's a contender. He will absolutely lead them to title contention. Um, it's just a matter of like, I, man, he's been he's been injured a lot over the last five years, and it's not even like, oh, it's the load management. Like he's been injured, like serious injuries. It's not easy. It's hard to kind of just feel that comfortable because it, it's on paper you look at this team and this is a top five team in the NBA. It's just a question of absolutely. can they be yeah. healthy? Like there's 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 no question about it. So. You know, as much as I love people being upset with you, Zach, um, I I don't think it's that unfair considering we just the health issues are the thing because they Kawhi and Paul George are the ones that put this team over the top. Like yeah. that's the thing they're going to play smaller. Their their crunch time lineup is going to be a five out type lineup. Only works if you have Kawhi and Paul George healthy and out there. If you don't, now you're kind of thin up front because your only he- big man is Zubac and and. That's a fair thing sure. to have that stuff. I mean, you could, you, could put, you could put Marcus Morris at the at the five in certain positions. Like, honestly, even if you told me, hey, Kawhi's going to be healthy, Paul George won't, I would still believe this is probably a top five team in the league. It's all about Kawhi's health for me. That's fair. I'm trying to find this article, Zach. Where is this article? What oh, it's, oh, it's on The Athletic. Theathletic.com. Uh, subscribe and make sure you're catching the best coverage of sports and my power rankings, which barely not well liked. So let me wait. Let me throw this at you. Do you, do you think the Clippers are better than the Warriors? No. Okay. Mo- I won't most say that. most thinking about it. I am. I am. What? It's You're I'm defending champs. I know. Mo, Clay's gonna be no, healthier. Mo. What are you <laughs> doing? Mo, we not doing that. No. I was Look, just I thinking, guys. Here, I like, was just thinking oh about God, it. Okay. A moment of silence right there. Like that was some <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Thought I was on mute, uh, <laughs> but I'm also but I'm also not bullying the Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to be good. I don't I don't I don't. But I, they're not better than the yeah. Warriors right now. All right, mm-hmm. Suns are the Suns better than the Clippers? Uh, I think I'm, they're in the same boat. I think they're in the same boat. boat. Okay, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go no. I think the the, the Clippers are better. Oh, okay. Uh, Grizzlies. That tr- uh, Jaron Jackson injury really kind of. Hurts right, like he's gonna yeah, miss probably I, the first month or two of the yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, like, one, he's always injured, like unfortunately. Right. But two, I do think I don't think mm, maybe I'll be wrong on this, and it probably depends on the health of John Morant. Um, but the Grizzlies don't seem to be affected by guys being out in the regular season in terms of like winning games, right? So if it's like a seeding thing, I don't think like I, I'd probably still take the Grizzlies to endure, but in the playoffs, they're gonna need to be healthy. I mean, they're definitely regular season deeper, yeah, than the Clippers, right? Ooh, like, I, and, really? and the Clippers seems pretty deep. Yeah, but like, just as you talked about, like this Grizzlies team finds a way to win games. Yeah, with with I mean, I forget what was their record twenty something, like twenty one and four without John Morant or something ridiculous, right? Like, like that, things yeah. like that. So, you know, it wouldn't shock me. I, I, and I mean that in the regular season. I think in the playoffs, yeah. I think I would go Clippers, but like if it's, the Clippers it's, are it's, healthy, yeah. Yeah, it's right up there. Um, what about the Mavericks? 
Remember, Luca's Luca's getting in shape. He's in shape now. MVP yeah. season for Luca for the third year in a row. Yeah, uh, I like I, I like that comp that comp with the Mavs. Mavs are good, man. Yeah, um, Mavs are good. And they got their number like oddly. I don't. I also I don't, don't think, think they, I don't think the Jalen like the Jalen Brunson um, subtraction does hurt them in terms of that steady hand. But if Tim Hardaway Jr. is back healthier. And they, you know, full season of Spencer Dinwiddie, which that that pickup ends up being really good, especially with Brunson gone now. And then um, I love the pickup of JaVale. Like, some, some really needed, yeah. you know, interior size. depth, size. Yeah, like I, I do think, like, I think this team's going to be pretty good. I, 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 it, the West is so goddamn loaded. Yeah. All right. What, <laughs> like, what, what, one more before. Uh, the lake. No, I'm just kidding. We know the Clippers are better than the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> what Denver. about what about Denver? You're right. So the re- so they the Clippers. Some Clippers fans were mad at me because they're like, "Well, Denver's got a bunch of injuries and guys are questioned." And I'm like, "Yes, but not their best player, right? They, like that's and, the difference." And, and Jokic they, is like, man, and they made the playoffs, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, Clipper fans. Like, and they made the playoffs with the same situation. Do you think? Because I do think a healthy Clippers team is better than Denver. I don't yes. think Denver is a contender even healthy, but I also like don't I don't expect Jamal Murray to be anything close to the bubble Jamal Murray, right? And the other one we've seen is like kind of good in the playoffs, but not really. And Michael Porter Jr., I don't know what to I don't know what to do there. I'm pushing back on that. I'm rolling with the nugs for okay. sure. I, I got I got I, it reminds me of that one Clipper team and that Mo was close to with you know, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and all them. Mm-hmm. Izzy Bones is Jamal Crawford coming off the six man. Mm. I'm with it. Great I video like, guy love, on that team. Uh, Great video guy. Who was next to you? I was. The, oh, oh, got you. Um, I sometimes, do. Sometimes, man, words hurt, Zach. That's just I not know, okay. That, that was the point of him. Uh, I do. <laughs> I do love the pickup of Contavious Caldwell Pope. That was a great trade. That was I, a really great trade. I'm with Trey. I disagree with you on them. Not being a contender, even healthy. I think healthy, this team's a contender. I think Jokic takes them to another level. Uh, I like the Bruce Brown pickup. Oh, yeah, I thought that's that was a really too. good pickup. All right, you, you know, know what? I'll, I'll put him as borderline. I'll put him as borderline. I, I'm i not a big believer in Jamal Murray in the playoffs, although I do like him as a player. I'm not a big believer in Michael Porter Jr. Um, being out there, especially defensively. Is he going to be consistent? And then, like, I've never been an Aaron Gordon guy, so I'm sure that's that's cut into it. But you're like, Contavious Caldwell Pope's a great pickup. Bruce Brown's a great pickup. Like, that's, those are good points. I'm with that. We, I would take a healthy that, Clippers uh, team over them, though. It, yeah, I mean, they're they're right there. I think I would too, just because I think they'll be able to play five out and, and stretch them out in a way, and I think make it really difficult. And assuming the they the don't, Clippers, assuming they don't go up three one. Well, of course. Well, they just got to make sure if it's if they're up two one, we're throwing game four. Yeah, d- everybody, and, and don't scream in Paul Millsap's face, even though he's not there anymore. <laughs> that would be really weird. <laughs> uh, but I think the, my point too, though, about the Clippers five out is that's a good team on both ends of the court. It is, yeah. Like that's not a team. Like the the they Nuggets will have defensive liabilities yeah. on the floor in in crunch time. Whereas the Clippers closing lineup will not. And I think that's kind of the the marker and what separates them from everybody, you know, from some of these teams. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I also think, you know what, this was a podcast, right? Dead time of year. We've had five subjects. We did them well. I'm I'm proud of us. I think we're contenders over Denver and a healthy Clippers team. How about that? That's gonna do it for us. Make sure you're checking out all the other podcasts on the Athletic Podcast Network. 
We want to make sure you follow, you uh, you rate, you review, give it nothing but five stars. Don't be a jerk. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic for the best sports content on the internet and my power rankings for Trey, for Mo. I'm Zach. Keep it locked in on The Athletic.